0: Hey guys, welcome to Soul Chat. You're here with Lauren Adelson and Christy Snyder. We hope you're having a great day and you're here with us upon a podcast that we are excited to bring you. We've been talking about it now for weeks. Um, This topic has been stirring inside of us, um, inspired by a Marianne Williamson lecture from a few weeks ago. Tonight's topic is going to be on releasing judgment, both of yourself and other people. But I wanted to start off, um, this is Lauren, and I wanted to start off with um, dedicating this podcast to uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer, who transitioned last week. Wayne was my first spiritual uh, teacher. He was an author and self-growth, self-help, motivational speaker and teacher. Probably the first, definitely the first teacher that I was really drawn to in my uh, path of getting into yoga and, and changing my mindset in my own life. So tonight's podcast, we, we hope to uh, do him proud. And I, I just want to start off with something that he taught me. One of his greatest lessons that he would bring up a lot was the concept that we came from love and that we will return to love, and it is our choice to decide what to do with the time in between. So, again, we came from love, we will return to love, and it is our choice. We have free will to decide what to do with our time between. So, to me, that was just so, so profound. You realize that you, the source of you is love. And that, you know, at the end of your life, you will return to love. You were created out of love and you will return to this warm, soft place of love. And in between, you get to choose whether your actions are going to also be this embodiment of love, or you can choose fear. So this relates to tonight's topic in talking about judgment, um, because when we are in judgment of ourselves or others, we are not in the state of love. So, um, yeah, so I guess we can, we can take off from there talking about judgment and how it affects us and how we can go about letting that go.
1: So Lauren and I have been sitting here for a few hours tonight, just talking about what we want to talk to you guys about and, and podcast about and the topic of judgment. It's so important because we all judge all the time, whether we recognize that we're doing it or not. We're constantly judging things in our lives, people in our lives, um, things as either good or bad, um, positive, negative. And so, I think one of the first things when we're talking about judgment is just to recognize where in our lives we're judging, who in our lives we're judging, and and just start there with that, with that awareness. And you know, we're constantly doing that. Our brains are are always on that in that judgment mode all the time. Um, one of the first things that I noticed as I've been taking inventory for myself over the past few weeks is, is that I make judgments with any sort of change and, and I sit and I view change as mostly negative. (laughs) And I think that, um, that's something that a lot of you guys can probably relate to. Um, for example, my, in my veterinary job right now, I have a lot of, of changes going on there. We've had some, um, new staff in, and, um, there's just a lot of things that are, are different than they used to be. And, and my ego wants to look at that all and, and have, you know, I get this intense fear that comes up when I recognize that things are different. And what I'm starting to realize as those new people are integrating into, into, our, our clinic and, and into my life and into my world is that change doesn't necessarily equal something negative. A lot of times change com- comes around and it's actually for the better, for the positive. And, and our egos kind of want to go there. It wants to judge. It wants to classify something as either categorized as either good or bad.
0: Everything across the board, you know, you go around all day and you say, well, there's no parking spots, so that's bad. Or, you know, um, this food tastes good and everything is just like black or white, good, bad all day long. And maybe that's not so much of a, of an issue with smaller, you know, insignificant things, but something like that, that has to do with your job that can really affect, you know, your mindset and your mood. So choosing to be in surrender when those changes
1: happen, right? That's what we kind of came to that conclusion
0: Right, if you want
1: to. Oh, absolutely. So, just starting, you know, with this conversation about judgment, just starting to recognize where in your life you are judging, and then, um, just as Lauren said, surrendering it. So, if we recognize that in the divine plan, everything that is occurring in our life is in divine order, just as it should be. And we can actually surrender to that, and look at something again—not not as necessarily good or bad, positive or negative, but just as the situation that's neutral. in front of us, neutral, exactly. And we can accept it, and and move forward from there in a space of you know curiosity or trust, trust um, faith, and just allow it to unfold. Most of the time, we can actually things actually start to flow and start to work out. Better than we thought that they were going to, where we might have judged that, okay, this change is going to be negative, because I don't really, it's, it's fear, really, is what it is. We don't have anything to base it on, um, aside from the fear, or maybe past. Um, a lot of judgment comes from the past. Maybe we're sitting there going, well, the last time something like this changed, maybe it wasn't so good, or, you know, your ego wants to, again, to categorize. When we can just be in a place of acceptance, knowing that things are always unfolding and working out for us, to bring about the best situation, to bring about the most spiritual growth, to bring about the highest good for everyone. If we can just accept that, then we don't we we can let that judgment go, and and the change or whatever it is that we're judging doesn't have to be so scary. Right.
0: So I think that these spiritual practices come in to sort of um, balance out our natural systems that are in place to categorize. So uh, it just came to my mind that the nervous system, you have a nervous system for this reason, right? So the idea of fight or flight, right? So like you have to have a mechanism in in you, right? In your nervous system that says, okay, well, there's a tiger in front of me. I better get out of this thing's way or else I'm going to be killed. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I have to move right now. So yeah, you have to label that as, okay, this is bad, I should move right now if you didn't have that mechanism in place, you know, on a biological medical standpoint then, but we have these spiritual practices to say, well, you know, a new colleague coming to work with you is not a new ti- a tiger yeah. in front of your face. Right.
1: We're not meant to, to stay in that fight or flight all right. the time. And one thing that Lauren and I were talking about prior to this podcast, probably get a little deeper into is the idea that when you're in that constant state of judging, everything is good or bad. Just think about how many things you judge and deem good or bad throughout your day and the emotional roller coaster that goes along with it. And that's, that relates back to the fight or flight. We're not meant to get that emotionally, physiologically attached to every situation in our lives we're meant You're to it. yes we're meant to go with the flow yeah so you becomes like you you
0: become like this this slave to you know what what you deem or perceive as good or bad all day long but then the problem with that is that then it takes you out of your joy mm-hmm. out of being present out of your peace mm-hmm. we you know honestly yoga yoga and meditation are there to put you back into that place because of that monkey brain going on all day long processing and the judgment right so so that's yoga and meditation are you know mainly for that reason to put the nervous system back into balance and away from those knee jerk reactions so the knee jerk reactions are there like i said in that fight or flight position but unless there's a bus coming at you or a tiger coming <laughs> at you usually it's it's like on overdrive yeah yeah that's a that's a main thing is to use the spiritual practices to sort of balance or counterbalance.
1: Bring you out of judgment.
0: Bring you out of judgment. Mm-hmm. One thing that I wanted to bring up was that you know, when you when you're in judgment, you have to realize that your senses are limited. And this is something Marianne Williamson talks about, Kevin Trudeau talked about it. Your senses are so limited, right? So you have your your eyes, your ears, your nose, sense of touch, smell I already said no's whatever. (laughs) Um, Did I mention all five senses yet? There are five of them. (laughs) And let's just say I mentioned the five, but they're limited. You can only see or perceive what is like in your frame of reference, right? So you can only see the certain distance that you can see and that's it. And there's so much else going on above you, behind you, to your peripheral that you, you can't even fathom. So the judgments, first of all, are so not real Mm -hmm. for the most part. So that's a lot of them you can they can be blown out of the water to begin with because your senses are so limited. Mm -hmm. That that's one thing, you know, sometimes you can keep yourself in check going like, Well, this is what
1: I think, but you know what, that that's pretty limited and so often we just can't see the big picture yeah. you know we're judging what's in front of us like lauren said because of maybe something that occurred in the past or because that's all that we can perceive but we we just can't see the big picture say you lose your job for example most people would deem that as a very negative thing but if you're willing to stay open to possibilities Maybe there's a better job that's that's right in front of your face, or you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be such a bad thing. Maybe losing your job was the best thing that ever happened to you because now you can stay at home and start up that business you've always wanted to create. I think we tend to look at things again and, and just deem it as good or bad, but our, again, our senses are so limited that we don't know why something is either coming into our sphere or, or leaving it. And we have to, that's where trust and faith come in. Again, as spiritual students, we have to lean a little bit on the universe or a lot actually, and recognize that everything that's coming in or out of our experience is there for a reason.
0: Yeah. So that's a part of all trusting that the universe has your back, Mm -hmm. right? That's a big, big thing that the universe is not against you. It's actually for you. But I want to, talk about judging other people. So my parents went out to dinner last night with a few couples. I asked my mother today how it went. And she said that one of the women that they went out with was upset at the waitress and ended up um, complaining to the manager of the restaurant about this waitress. And I told my mother, you you don't need friends this bad because this is just like it it, to me. It seemed like this, this woman is in total judgment, judgmental and projecting her um, own shit onto this poor waitress that she could cause this waitress to lose her job because this woman had like had her own issues and she's filtering it out onto this poor waitress. So I want to just talk about like perceiving guilt or blaming other people is a distraction and a projection always, always. So when you sit and you hear people talking shit about other people, gossiping, it's always a distraction to me. It's like when I sit and I listen to people talk about other people, I'm like, dude, why don't you turn the focus back on you? Like you, you must, you
1: really need to start helping yourself before you can sit there and
0: talk about other people.
1: Well, of course in miracles teaches that all judgment is actually projection. So anytime that you're judging someone else, you're projecting something onto them, either that you don't, either a diso- what the course calls or refers to as a disowned part of your own shadow. So you're judging them for exactly what you do and you just don't want to recognize it. Or you're, by judging them, you're taking the attention off of yourself, the focus off of yourself and what really needs to be healed within you. Yeah.
0: And a lot of it is fear, you know? Well, yeah, it's all fear, right? I mean, any, any negative, any negative, um, emotion is, is fear, but you know, you, you look at people that judge people that are overweight or just something, I don't know why that comes to me, but it's just like when people are judging other people for being overweight, it's like, well, where is that fear coming in? You're, you're afraid of you getting heavy or your partner getting heavy or some weird fear in there. You know, it's really
1: not about that other person. It's like you and your own insecurities. And it's separation too. It's, it's basically saying, well, that person's different than I am. And when in reality we are all one, we are all the same, but it's creating that separation between you and that other person, which is always a fear-based issue. Separation is always coming from fear.
0: When you, when you find yourself judging other people, And it could just be not exactly that you're judging them to be an all out douchebag or some kind of like label like that. It could just be like you're judging a situation, good or bad. You want to ask yourself, and this is Marianne Williamson brought this up the other night. The question should be, where am I perceiving guilt in this other person? Or where am I perceiving blame where I should be? seeing love, right? So everything's like either love or a call for love. So when you look at it like that and you you put the ownness back on you that, Hey, you know, I'm the one that's wrong here because I'm judging this situation to be bad. Where am I perceiving guilt in this other person when I should be perceiving their innocence and their love or, or putting love onto the situation rather than the blame and the guilt. So The more that we that we project this guilt and blame onto others, we're keeping ourselves in a victim state, constantly back to that wounded child state. Like the ego says, "Up, see, this person is doing me wrong here. This person is, you know, you're blaming, you're pointing the finger at that person, which keeps you down, keeps you in that wounded state." So the illusion. Keeps you in that illusion of separateness. Or of your own story. Your own, right. Keeps you in your old past story. And um, the ego loves that. The ego feeds off of that, right? Because it keeps you wounded. You know, like the hurt one, kind of, you know. And you realize, you know, you, we're all, you know, Marianne Williamson says we all are wounded in some way from our child, childhood. So, you know, you can look at other people and go, well, maybe he or she's doing that because they're acting from their wounded State and we're all wounded, so we're just here to bring each other up and to be a source of light and love, you know, in in every way.
1: So, the opposite of judgment is acceptance, and um, just kind of foraying into what uh, Lauren said. That is really the goal: is to accept one another as we are in this moment, with all of our our wounds and our hurts, as well as as the light that we bring and to be able to see someone for who they truly are rather than what their actions are, are showing you. Because again, going back to anything that someone does is either love or a call for love. When you put it in that perspective, you can see that if somebody says something hurtful to you, that's truly hurtful you know cuz we can react to things that are are not meant to be hurtful but our egos cause us to filter it in in that way but if somebody is saying something that is truly an attack you can choose to look at it as an attack and then you can attack back or you can choose to see that that person is also wounded just as you are and And they have fears and you can actually have compassion for them and you can respond with love or even just not responding in attack is, is also kind of responding in love, you know, so stops that cycle. And so if we're not, if we're accepting people as who they are, then, then there is no judgment there. I don't need you to act one specific way in order to, for me to feel good because I recognize that. All of my love comes from within me and, and that I have access to that at any time. And no matter how you're acting, not to say that you shouldn't be adult about it and, and, you know, responsible for your own actions and everything. Absolutely. But who among us can, can raise our hand and say that we've never acted out from a wounded place or said something that we wish that we hadn't, or, um, you know, put forth, forth, a, not our best behavior in a situation. So we all have faults. We all have wounds. We all act from a place that is sometimes less than our greatest potential, but our goals as, as I guess spiritual beings on this journey together are to, to see beyond the action to the person's intention to see beyond. Yes. To see their innocence, to see their, the love that is within them and let that out as opposed to, to attacking them back and, and perpetuating that cycle of fear. Right.
0: Another thing that she mentioned was, uh, salvation, the idea that or the myth that your salvation is within someone else, right? right? Or someone else's actions would be your salvation. So it kind of comes back to, um, I am my own salvation, right? Was that the affirmation she used? I am my own salvation. Where my salvation lies within me, yeah um, so that comes down to expectations of other people, and um, you know you are you are the instrument of peace. you bring the peace in any situation, you bring the love in the situation so that you're not relying on other people to fulfill these exact expectations to be your salvation because you your salvation lies within. You, you are your own salvation. You are the light worker, the peace worker or peacemaker. You are the embodiment of love. So I relinquish you of the responsibility to have to come in and be my salvation now. And you'll
1: find that the less grounded you are in that idea that your salvation lies within you, the less grounded you are in the idea that your love is first and foremost a product of you the more critical and the more judgmental you will be and even from day to day we all have those periods where you know maybe you meditated that morning and you sat there for 15 20 minutes and you felt connected and and, and just love and you go out into the world and nothing can bring you down no matter what's going on you know like nothing can can sway you from that. And then we've all experienced the opposite um, situation where maybe you, know, you rolled out of bed in the morning and you had to rush to get to wherever you were going, so you didn't really have the time to ground yourself, or you forgot to use your tools um, to ground yourself. And everything that happens in your day seems to be seems to affect your mood and you feel like just a victim of, of whatever circumstances are thrown at you that day. So I think that when we kind of look at that and recognize that even, even within our own lives, we can fluctuate so, so wildly depending on, on how grounded we're feeling in our own, um, spirituality and our own connection with, with God and with love that day, that, that certain things can kind of trigger you and, and throw you off. Right. So, you know, we're really programmed,
0: right? Society is programmed uh, to, to think in terms of judgment all the time, you know, to be going around complaining and whining and finding things that are wrong. So we kind of have to unlearn, right? That's what A Course in Miracles is, is like this like unlearning or is, how is it worded? It's like an unlearning of the world's, you know, false thinking, essentially, Um And I'll admit, you know, being from New York, there is some thing there where it's like constantly like this mindset of, oh, that person's trying to screw me. Or, you know, that person's looking at me cross-eyed. What are you looking at? Or like, you know, like everything's always looked at like negatively and, um, As as an attack, you know, when, when, uh, you ask somebody how they're doing, like they automatically like up oh, don't talk to strangers, don't talk to me who are you' talking to uh you know it's like this this um defensive attitude in this um you know the 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 saying uh, that my mom always says or like my grandma it's always something yeah. it's always something up oh, the dishwasher broke up oh, it's always something you know like that kind of like just this negative like conspiracy theory everyone's out to get you lock your doors you know kind of thing um this way of thinking so and i'm sure some families and some people you know deal with it worse but i have to say you know i kind of grew up around that so using you know yoga and my spiritual tools to kind of like get away from that thinking has really helped me because you know it's easy to get into that into that trap and the problem with that trap is that it's stealing your joy once again because in because you're 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 seeing things through this like cloudy filter rather than like the beauty of the situation you're seeing it through what did she say like these like the clouds yeah. metaphor that she used like it's like a veil you know it's it's um yeah your vision's clouded you're not seeing the joy and the beauty around you, you know, you're, you're too busy, like seeing the negative and everything. And yeah, we all get caught up in it. But one, you know, Marianne Williamson and her dedication to Wayne Dyer had said that one thing that his death has taught us is that life is so precious and so short. So it's our job to extract joy out of every moment. Now, how can we do that if we're always in judgment of each other and of ourselves? You can't, You really can't because the judgment doesn't feel good. So when you sit there and you're like talking smack about somebody else or you're judging someone else or even judging yourself, right? That doesn't feel good. You're not in joy in that moment. I know like when I'm acting out of love or perceiving situations in love, I feel so good. I feel so free. Mm -hmm. Like my body feels light. I, I feel just better on every level. You know, and then when I'm in judgment, I just I feel sick to my stomach, or like in like stuck, kind of like shriveled up, kind of energy. And you know, and and when I'm teaching too, and I've said this before, that when I'm teaching, then I look out and I look at all my students. I'm like, I kind of have this vision of them all being these like angels, like these like beating, walking, beating hearts, essentially. Like, how could I judge them? They're all we're all healing. We're all going through something. So how could I be in judgment like you you know, you want to look at each other like your brother, as they say in a course in miracles, or as your child. You're like we're all a child of God, so you know, you, you look at a baby or at your pet through love all
1: the time. You don't sit there in judgment of everything that they do or don't do. If God doesn't judge us, who are we to judge one another? And I know that Lauren and I, as we've been over the past couple of weeks practicing this idea more consciously of non-judgment, that we've both said that we felt so free. And I think that that's, I think that's twofold reason. I think that when you recognize again, that, that, your salvation comes from you, that you're the only one who can decide to be happy or joyful in this moment, regardless of whatever's going on, whatever somebody else is or is not doing, you can, can release that control or that, um, that grasp that you have on them, that energetic grasp, you can release that and that's freeing. And then I think that also you've since, you know, the other person is allowed to then be who they really are. And um, they sense that full acceptance from you, and that is freeing for them. So it's it's freeing all around. That's why we we make this goal to release judgment because it's it's releasing each other from these negative attachments that we have. You're and like yes, you're yeah,
0: you're shackled in this like emotional roller coaster essentially when you're in judgment like that, and and you're not in the big picture, like we said before. You're so caught up in every minute detail that you're not in big picture anymore, which again takes you out of presence. We wanted to touch upon past and future too, you know, about this being in judgment. A lot of times um, when you're in judgment about yourself, you're in past, I would say, probably more so than future, but a little bit of both. But yeah, definitely past. um, A lot of times when you're judging yourself, you're not in forgiveness. First of all, when you make a mistake, or a perceived mistake, Mm -hmm. you're in the past, and also you're not in trust, you're not trusting yourself.
1: So we just wanted to keep this podcast actually kind of short and sweet, and we would love to just wrap it up with some tools for you guys to help you to practice non-judgment. Um, and we encourage you to to practice non-judgment over the next week or, or so and see how you feel, because again, we've noticed that it's been a really freeing experience for us. So as far as the tools go, the first thing is really just to recognize when are you looking to well recognize when you're judging, but then also especially recognize where am I seeking my salvation outside of myself. So, you know, if I'm relying on this person or the situation to make me happy, then that is placing your salvation outside of yourself. And recognize that and sometimes that recognition is enough to kind of draw you in and and realize that okay that's a distraction, what I, I need to do is to t- turn inward and ask where can I show more love here? Where do I need to have, find more compassion? Where do I need to find my joy within myself as opposed to to projecting outwards?
0: Right. And uh, another tool would be to find where it is that I am perceiving guilt. So you say, you know, where am I perceiving guilt or blame in this other person or towards this other person? where I should be perceiving love. Mm -hmm. That is like huge because immediately it's like who would want to be in that position where you're like pointing the finger. You want to be back in that loving state. So that's a big one. Mm
1: And then the third thing um, is really just to replace judgment with compassion. So you recognize, you know, again, if everything is either love or a call for love, if somebody is is doing something that you really truly don't agree with or you don't like, then where can you find more compassion for them rather than judgment? Um, where can you dig a little bit deeper and open up your heart a little bit more to shed that compassion rather than attacking in, in judgment or in fear?
0: And keeping in mind people's intentions too. So that's part of the big picture is their intentions. So yeah, maybe they didn't say the perfect thing to you in that moment or act the perfect way that you were expecting them to. However, their intentions were good. So, you know, Wayne Dyer always said, you know, intentions are everything. And another tool to keep in mind, another thing Wayne Dyer taught us was that we are here to live out our Dharma or our purpose which is to be of service and to be of love, to be the embodiment of love, to be an extension of God or love. And he said the ego was edging God out. So the egos are the antithesis of love. So we are here to be love, to embody love, to share love, to give love, to be a vessel of love, to be of service to each other. So anything that takes you out of that, a.k.a judgment, fear, however it shows up, anger, you realize, well, this isn't my purpose. Let me get back to my purpose now, you know, because it feels so out of your natural state to be doing anything else,
1: but your purpose. I think that kind of says it all right there. So, um, we just want to thank you guys for joining us today for listening to, um, what we have to say in Frederick liking it and joining in with the conversation and, um, we love you and we appreciate you so, so much. Um, we will be back in another month with a brand new topic. If you guys have any topics or ideas or suggestions for us, we always love to hear them. You can hit us up on our websites or Facebook or Instagram. Lauren is Lux Yoga Life. I am lifesprinkles.com is my website and I'm K Life Sprinkles on Instagram. And of course we're on Facebook too. Um, we love to hear from you guys. We love to hear what you have to say and we love your feedback as always
0: we wanted to thank you for being here and I wanted to, um, bring it home with a meditation. So if you want, you can press stop here or you can, uh, you can hang along with us. So along with this concept that we are here to be love and to be light, um, I want you to get into a comfortable position, lying down on your back or in a seated position and close your eyes. Placing your left hand on your heart and your right hand on
2: your belly. Just taking a couple of deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. Consciously elongating your breath. feeling your heartbeat under your hand and your belly rise and fall with each breath. We consciously soften the muscles around the face. The eyes are soft. Relaxing the forehead, eyebrows, space around the lips, and unclenching your teeth. In your mind's eye, want you to imagine a lighthouse Picturing a big white lighthouse standing tall in the middle of the ocean. Picturing a big white structure with a black top, the windows with black shutters. See the light pouring through this lighthouse the windows of the lighthouse. You see this vast ocean around it. And now I want you to imagine yourself as this lighthouse, providing light in the darkness. Being the source of light, no matter how tumultuous the waves are around you or how dark it is, you are the light. You provide the safety and the guidance. You are the way home. No matter what's going on around you, you stand tall. You are an abundant source of light. Holding this image in your mind. And as you go throughout the rest of your day and your week, reminding yourself that you are this instrument of light and peace. Instead of looking for it on the external, you are it. Slowly now, bringing movement back into your body. Wiggling the fingers and the toes. Rocking your neck around. And opening your eyes. We thank you so much for joining us tonight, and we wish you peace, peace, and more peace today and always. Namaste.